from playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Welcome inside episode 26 of On the Board. I'm Colby McKee alongside Lance Dahl. Hello. And we've got to his left, Corey Pekoskis. Hey, Lance, you're back. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I'm here. I heard yeah, it. I heard a ding. Did your phone go yeah, off? Yeah, it sure did. Okay, well, that's sure what did. we have here in the yeah. media world. <laughs> that's just breaking news. Uh, what was the breaking news? Text? Corey's girlfriend is making his cookies. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, Pillsbury sugar, if we really want to get into it. Talk about uh, yep. sweets. There were some sweet tricks oh, at the Canelta Center ah. on Saturday night, messing at Tigers. Name his transitions. Hey, they don't pay me nothing for nothing. <laughs> That's true. Um, they had a great weekend. Another 2-0 and weekend for the Tigers. 6-0 win in Moose Jaw on Friday night, and then they come home for Saturday, the Teddy Bear Toss game. Uh, 5-3 victory against the Saskatoon Blades. Brett Kemp scores the goal, so uh, we went 0-3 on our picks. Yep. That's uh, bound to happen. There was like 20 players, and we picked the wrong one. So, yep. yep. Um, I mean, you guys were both at the game. Uh, thoughts on, you know, what you saw on Saturday night, and, I mean, just the weekend as a whole. I mean, you can't argue with a 2-0 and weekend. No. Um thought that game on Saturday was going to get away from them, though. Got to be honest. Yeah. It, it was, was nervous uh, times. Yeah, it was definitely two games that we had to win this weekend. I mean, Moose Jaw just... Uh, they're a young team. You got to go in there and uh, and get a win um, against those types of teams that are still kind of retooling. Um, and then Saskatoon, they were, I think it was their seventh game in 13 days. Really? All, all road games. Yeah, they had Oof. a long road trip down to the U.S. And then uh, they played Lethbridge on Friday and us on Saturday. So it wasn't looking good, but I knew that, uh, you know, with our, with our training and uh, the... Uh, energy that we get in the third period um, I thought we were going to be able to pull it out in the third period it was evidence on the shot clock 19 to 4 were the shots in the third period exactly which yeah. is just another game for the Tigers basically <laughs> it's kind of how every single game goes it feels we, like uh, we talked about that with James Hamlin on Wednesday just about their uh, you know that's a coach mandate, basically, and something that Willie's brought in is more shots on net, obviously more opportunities, and they've really taken out the heart. They've, what was he saying, Corey? Like they've only been outshot maybe twice all year. It was uh, something crazy like that. So I mean, they're taking it to heart and they're putting a lot of pucks on net. And even the uh, you know the Kemp goal for the Teddy Bear goal was a great individual effort by Elijah Brown to slide it up front, and then you know Kemp puts it on net and easy goal as that was for a guy that you know he's been big on the assist chart this year and not so much on the goals it was nice probably for him to get one in the back of the net yeah just his eighth of the season so I mean I mean that whole line they just distribute so well though that they like five on five with Kemp Shazowski and Sillinger like that's that line just all of them just consistently produce and so it's nice to have a, a group like that but no it's good for Kemp to get on the score sheet 100% but uh Eric Van Imp had himself a game. He he played well in that third period. Like on Saturday? Yeah. He had the goal on Friday and Yeah. He, yeah, he played he played really well. Um they had seven D men. The Tigers had seven D men, so um there's a lot of rotating in the the pairs and um that can't be easy. I can't imagine that'd be easy for the, you know, when you go out there and you realize that the guy beside you isn't the guy that was there the shift before and even the shift before that, you know. Um so yeah, you think he played? You think Vanette played well? Yeah, I, I think the decor did really well as a group. Uh, yeah, no, they did for sure. I mean, there was just the 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 one probably the the least highlight of the night was the yeah. one where Maz got kind of roasted there, um, just because it was just a bad giveaway. Gavis looked to make an outlet pass, and 
passed it right through the middle of uh, of his own end and picked off and Dube was in between the hash marks. But outside of that, like that was the only play. And I mean, even then, Gavel still had himself a good game. He's been really steady. He's been like you're you're seeing his value on the blue line each and every night. Like he adds just the physical element. He's outside of that play, generally a strong first pass out of his own end kind of guy. And uh, the, the Gavlis is just another one that that was a big pickup. I mean, what we a third of the way into the season, you're starting to already see benefits from Gavlis. Yeah, he's not he's not going to be a guy that's on the point sheet every single night. Nope. But uh, yeah. he's doing it a lot more. He, yeah, he's he's I don't know if he's past his career highs or he's definitely on pace to uh, put up a big uh, big season this year. But yeah, just defensively, just being a stay at home sell, you know, just a calming influence when he has the puck. Um, that's huge. That's huge for. Our defense, you know, we've talked all season about um, our defense might be the 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 crux. Not, yeah, exactly. But they've been great, and just to be making the plays that they they need to make, um, that's basically all they've needed to do this year. The yep. standout season for Baker continues. Uh, mm-hmm. He's up to twenty points in twenty six games. He had another three points in the two games over the weekend. Uh, him and Van Imp, like you said, uh, so like they were just uh, controlling things from the point and uh, and getting on the score sheet, which is nice to see. Uh, you mentioned Sogard. He was hung out to dry there on on one of the goals on Saturday. He let none in on Friday. Nice to see a fifteen save shutout. Nice and easy. Easy for him. You probably want to see a little bit more rubber if you're a goalie, but um, you know defense held their own and, and limited the shots, which is nice to see. Now him and Brinkman go away to uh, Belarus. Uh, I think they left after last night's game uh, for to play for Team Denmark in their what's the actual classification of the tournament? Division One A. Okay, nice. So there's top division, which is everybody knows, and then there's Division One A, Division One B, Two A, Two B. I think Lithuania's oh. in the 2A. Could you imagine two going a to a 2B B- tournament? What's the crowds hey, like man, there? <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, that would be, uh, be sick. Team Iran is, is their <laughs> big one. I'm going to Google who's in t- Division Yeah, please. Two, I'm curious on, on, <laughs> on who's coming up potentially in five years to break through <laughs> into the main tournament. Uh, That's great. The Division 1 tournament, while Corey looks that up, is done on the 15th. So after that point, uh, it'll be... Uh, Christmas break for the WHL anyways right. so uh, they'll be back uh, end of the month here for the Tigers uh, six points for Hamlin this weekend you know ho-hum Another, as, he, as you know, he does three points apiece and uh, you know we we joshed with them that we didn't pick him for the teddy bear goal on Wednesday right but uh, he came out firing and he got the first goal on Friday night in Musha and he just kept clicking and man is he climbing up those the points race in WHL standings is un- incredible. Yeah, and he's he, he keeps taking these big steps every season, which is what you'd expect, and what I guess what you hope for uh, from from all your guys that are coming through uh, in in any me- major junior. You want them to consistently grow and take these steps. And uh, I, I mean, Jimmy's just like his progression has just been incredible, and his strength is just. It shows, like uh, hitting the gym as, as hard as he has been. You, you can see it that he's out muscling guys, and not only that, but he's now getting like the foot speed to pull away from dudes, mm-hmm. which is the biggest thing. I've noticed that more and more in the last couple uh, games that I've been able to watch. Jimmy is that like he's starting to get this pull away speed a little bit, and I mean, if if he's on a breakaway, you're almost guaranteed a goal. And now he's getting to the point where he's giving himself more and more looks. I mean, uh, and last night, for example, uh, in the Teddy Bear Toss game, three assists again for him. So, I mean, it's just it's one of those things you know he's going to show up and produce every night, but he also uh, puts in the work and, and is just leading in the absolute perfect sense of leadership. It's uh, it's damn cool to see. Absolutely. And 
you know, last night six different goal scorers for the Tigers, and he's not one of them. So, yeah. like, looking at the goals alone, it's like, oh, well, Jimmy, he wasn't, you know, quite there. You know, he, he <laughs> wasn't putting up the goals, but then you, you have the three assists. Like, he's just finding ways to keep producing – keep his point totals up and just yep. it just continues to be one of the most dominant players in this league 100% so Serbia Croatia oh, yes. oh. Netherlands Belgium Israel and Mexico up oh. the Dutch uh, yeah up the Dutch absolutely oh wait so our, no Mexico got relegated oh so, so where do they go now so <laughs> where do you get relegated <laughs> to division 3 oh is so it division 3 yeah. oh my goodness so who's in now World Junior Division. Oh, I know Mexico's three. there. I'm, I'm talking, but yeah. Um, the first games at home for the newly acquired Tigers: uh, McNabb up front and Perna on the back. Uh, you guys both had a look at them. Any thoughts on how they performed? They, like you said, with the seven D, they were probably rotating in and out with Perna and McNabb. I'm not sure exactly where he fell line wise. Um, for what I saw, McNabb kind of filled in. In the bottom six. Okay. Like yeah. More so of like a third line guy from what I saw. Yeah, I think what they started was was because of the seventh defenseman, they could only have two on that bottom or on the on the bottom line there. So mm-hmm. it was kind of him and him and Baxter were that fourth line and then guys were kind of rotating. Um who was Billing. playing on that wing. Yeah. Like Jimmy would go down there a little bit and I saw. He was Brayman getting double there. shifted a lot. Yeah, which Jimmy. the forwards you have to. Um I think that's a good call by Willie because Saskatoon, they're a tired team. Yep. Obviously, the 7-13 and 13 games. So, um, yeah. They, uh, yeah, McNabb, he had the he had an assist in Moose Jaw, which, yep. you know, first point is a Tiger. He that's looks, nice, He yeah. looks good. I mean, he's um, he's not going to be, you know, a point per game. Like He's not going to be the most statistically best player on our team. But to add a 19-year-old uh, for a playoff run, um, just in case there's an injury, he can probably go up to the top six, top nine. Um, I think just age is a huge factor when it comes to the WHL playoffs. Yep. Um, and I think with Perna, I mean, if if Krebs, ha- he's had a great start to this season, but he is a 16-year-old. You know, yep. there's going to be some rocky patches throughout the season. So to have an 18-year-old that you can turn to that has... Um, so WHL experience, I think that's huge too. I think just two really good pickups, um, especially when you're thinking playoffs in the long run. Yeah, and I mean, Pern is going to have to get comfortable. I, I'm pretty sure he showed up yesterday yeah, and then took morning skate and then was in the lineup. So, I mean, I there was zero expectation on what Pern was going to do yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to, to just get out and, you know, get a couple shifts in and feel out what the... Uh, what the new sweaters like and what the new teams like and just kind of get comfortable as best as he can. I mean, we'll see. It's a, far too early to really know much because with the 7D, it's it's one of those things where it's like you don't really get a good look at him yeah. um, from a fan's point of view. But I mean, McNabb, you could tell he has presence. Like he, he's a bigger kid and he's all around the front of the net. I'm pretty sure every shift that I saw him out there, he was hanging around the goalie. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, to have that, if... Uh, We've been, I guess, mildly to severely concerned at different points in the season about defenseman production. Well, if you know you have a guy like McNabb that's willing to go and hang out in front of the net, all the defensemen have to do now is just put shots through, which they've been doing all season, right? And so that just it it adds that extra layer to to help out the demon as well. So, uh, no, McNabb's going to be a a pretty good pickup by the looks of things, and um, hopefully Perna can be the same thing too. Just like you said, Corey, add that 
uh, a little bit of veteran experience for him. So. Yeah, I was cutting a little highlight video for the Tigers of when we traded for McNabb, and I was getting all the goals that he had in Saskatoon, and it's like, oh, shot on net and tip from McNabb, and it's like, <laughs> shot on net, rebound, McNabb scores. It's like, yeah, <laughs> he's just right there in the paint, and I think that's exactly what we need. We have a lot of skill yeah. guys, but uh, we need to find a way to get the goals like Hoppel got yesterday, well, yeah. just the, oh, yeah. the rebounds. That was a gift, in. right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I was even just thinking, like, that's so invaluable to have guys like that because that's what Prince Albert's been doing for a couple years now like they have so much mm-hmm. size and guys that are just willing to hang out around like they'll cycle and they're skill guys too but I mean at the end of the day they're guys that aren't afraid to be in front of the net and and score some dirty goals more or less so yeah to have to have a guy like McNabb that should uh that should help for sure a uh, busy week for the Tigers coming up they are home to the Lethbridge Hurricanes on Tuesday and then they head down the uh the highway to Lethbridge on Friday number three. the number they, three highway I think we uh dealt with that at the beginning of this podcast, I forget my highways yeah, here yeah. at Medicine Hat. That's okay. That's uh, so why do you go call, call me out on that one? <laughs> that's uh, just helping you. Oh, it's okay. You, you, um, you're, just, you're just like the highway. A highway. So I just thought I'd help well, you. That's I, all. I, I went down for a reason. Yeah. My, my tone went. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then they head back from Lethbridge yeah. down the highway three. Yeah. Yeah. Home on Saturday against the Everett Silvertip. So uh, three games. Uh, this week for the Tigers so get your tickets uh, you know show up at the barn it's a fun team as like we've been talking about it these guys are so fun to watch they are and uh, you're going to be highly entertained NHL wise let's head there Okay, Colby. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Got it, hey, man, man yeah. let's do it. <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, it's so funny because we are what twenty six episodes in. Yeah, and your segues go from like some real good ones to that. Was, that. that was not good though. No, <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just it's funny. But like, neither was the the sweet one. I love the unpredictability of oh, the segues. That's God. that's one of my favorite part of this podcast. I never know how to get from like local. To a national brand, yeah, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It make it makes me laugh. Let's talk all. firing. Okay. Um, Bill Peters got shown the door. He uh, resigned. Technically, showed himself the door. Yeah. Yeah. Show. Well, okay. Yeah. Technically, quote, quote unquote. Let's be correct here. Yeah. Uh, resigned from the Calgary Flames. Was that on Friday? I don't know. Early it's Friday. All, it all blended. It was a, together. It was me. quite a week for Flames fans, and uh, I mean, I can speak on account that it was uh, very interesting to wake up every day and see a new report to add to this story. Um, obviously, I think you, most of you, will know what the story is. Won't go too much into it, but uh, in my opinion, I don't, we'll talk about it. But I think this was the right decision. I think not even just obviously what he did and was accused of. But just like the play of the team prior to this, I almost feel like the organization was looking for any way to kind of get rid of him. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, this was part of the reason. And, uh, you know, they bring in Jeff Smith as the assistant to take over the reins and we'll see what happens. But I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on this one. Well, I don't know that the team was looking to get rid of him because I'm pretty sure Tree Living came out like a week or two ago and said that players aren't going anywhere. Coach isn't going anywhere. And it's all on him. So okay. I don't know that anyone was necessarily looking for for Peters to leave. But, I mean, obviously he's not keeping his job. That's, I mean, everyone knew it. It's just how do you go about it from a legal standpoint? How do you make all the fine words and the documents work? And when you have, I mean, so many different groups and lawyers that are all sitting together, that's why it just takes some time. But 
I mean, I don't know. The only thing that I'll say is if you want to read about it, Scott Roblin from Chat TV did a great write-up on it. Um, he also writes for Daily Hive, so you can check that out uh, on social media. It's just at, I think it's at TV, Chat TV Scott Roblin, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, so you can check him out and just read that article he wrote because it pretty well sums up uh, absolutely everything that I think a lot of people are thinking. Yeah. Good. All yeah. right. Uh, I, yeah, you just uh, I think people have to be held accountable for what they've done because yeah i think you know we've all said things that you probably shouldn't have said what you know we've all been younger we've all been dumb um but people i think need to be held accountable for what they said and i think you know he because he, he issued an apology right and it w- didn't really hit, the worst apology did ever. not hit the heartstrings whatsoever it did not no like that was just some dude in an office that wrote it up yeah. for him and sent it out but so I think from a like from a Flames perspective, you know, a couple million dollars here because you got to fire the coach and get somebody else and it far outweighs to fire him and get somebody new and start fresh than have, you know, because that's going to stick with him for a long time. So well, that's the biggest thing, though. We don't know what the situation is and we probably never will. Like how much like, did the Flames have to pay him out? Did the Flames give him a portion? Did he take none of it? Did he just leave it as was? Like, we'll never probably know that, but there was a lot of questions that came out even after Tre Living's presser once the, n- the news came down because he, he, he spoke in a lot of generalities. And I mean, at the end of the day, like, we can't expect all this information to come <laughs> out, but I just know there's a lot of people that have more questions than, than they did going into it even just because there was so many extra of lines and angles and thoughts that that started popping up and I mean it's just it's wild to me that out of all of this the only person that we've heard talk on a regular basis is Trey Living Mm. that's wild 100% yeah like that doesn't even make sense but is it also a case where they told Peters stay back you're not getting in front of this. We're well, going to handle this for you. No, yeah, like I mean, they're obviously they didn't want they him going to let Peters talk, but no. he didn't hear anything from the players. Ron Francis, okay, he didn't yeah. hear anything. You heard fucking Brindamore, who confirmed the uh, the, uh, the well the physical nature with uh, yeah. Mikhail Jordan um, on the Hurricanes bench. You you heard Brindamore confirm that, and that was about about all he said about it. And you so you didn't hear anything from the NHL. You didn't hear anything from anyone but Brad for living. You heard Francis yesterday after the fact. Right. And in his statement, he says, I couldn't talk about it in this time because it would potentially interrupt the NHL's investigation. Basically, he confirmed it. He said he went to upper management, and that's as far as it went. Under his knowledge, no further incidents happened under his watch. Yeah. And that's I mean, all he had to say about it, but, I mean, yeah. And no one's even talking about Chicago and all of this. Like, when... I mean, the incident with, with Akeem Alou kicks in. Because that was Rockford. That was in Rockford. Their AHL team. No one's like I, I. No one's talking about what Stan Bowman with the Blackhawks has or hasn't said. Because this like, was just so much apparently that hasn't come out. Ten years ago? Was that it, the yeah. Rockford incident? Yeah. That's what they're saying? And um, yeah. It's just, like, to me, it's just wild that out of all this, the guy that has to handle it is for living. And, like, literally nobody comes out and says anything. No. And then from an NHL standpoint, you know that there there has to be a set like a sense that Ron Francis knows a lot mm-hmm. and didn't communicate a lot. And now he's going to go run Seattle. Yeah. It's weird, man. It's weird. Yeah. That's true. I guess if anything comes from this, is it it's going to be opening doors for players to 
feel more comfortable speaking their truths. And 100%. If, if that means anything, um, you know, for the the entire NHL and the entire pro hockey, it's just uh, we got to eliminate this because this, this is unacceptable and uh, it can, can't be, you know, accepted any longer. You know what makes me nervous about it, though, is that when you start hearing allegations of, uh, like, whatever it may be, like, just, just take any social injustice that's happened over the course of 20 years. And when a bunch of stories start coming out, then the thought process starts becoming, okay, are you actually telling the truth? And then we start getting muddied and all these stories that come out and people start doubting whether or not they're true. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just worried that that's going to happen. Then there's no progress that ever gets made. You right. know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's a rational thing to worry about, but we see it all the time. Like we, we saw it when, when the Me Too movement came through. And there was like different uh, stories and allegations that would come out. And then all of a sudden people started flipping and they're like, wow, you're just saying that to get attention. You're just saying that for the headlines, this and that. And it's like, whether it's right or wrong, I'm not saying, but it just feels like we're, we're in a spot that it could go down that road, which yep. would hinder any kind of movement forward. No. Yeah. No, I think yeah, it could happen. Only time will tell, but I think, the one good thing is that I think this was successful isn't the right word, but this was good. Mm-hmm. There were people came to Akeem Alou's defense, people that know what happened, backed him up. Um, Carolina, they, whether it's Brenda Moore or, uh, or Francis, they, they held nothing back. They said, yep, this happened. There was no lying. It seemed like anybody that had a say in it that was going to say something, they spoke the truth. Um, so I think this story, this particular story, that you know everything kind of went into place, and what should have happened happened. Yeah. Whether it be ten years later, you know, it sucks that it's ten years later, and I hope over the next course of however long we can start nipping these things in the butt like right away. Yeah. But uh, I, don't know, I just think this one was was happened good. And yeah. to those who are saying that you know Akeem's statements came too late. And that he should have spoke up earlier. They don't understand what this man has gone through in junior hockey, and you know, in the the heat of the moment, where you stand up for yourself and you speak your truth at that time, you're the complete black sheep. And he actually did that. There was a story up in in junior in Windsor in the OHL, right. where there was an incident going on. He ended up going to management and got very little support in that aspect, and then he was almost like blacklisted. So to have that experience and then carry that into the AHL where another incident happens, your experience says, Oh, I can't do, I can't say anything because they're going to do this to me again. Yeah. And it's so unfortunate that it had to happen because it affects your career. And obviously to maybe to a point it may have affected the way his career turned out. We will never know, but he's at a point where his life where he feels comfortable now to make these statements and you know, all the power to him. But for those who are saying, Oh, you should have said this earlier. Like, it is so ignorant, and I I hate yeah. that answer. Yeah. So. Well, and the crazy thing about it all is that it was just a tweet in reference to the Babcock story. It really was. Yeah. Like so, and that that's kind of a silver lining that things are that that the culture is already getting better because he basically just sent out a tweet that wasn't like that that wasn't necessarily calling out Peters out of nowhere. Like he just it was something that came from a Babcock story. Everyone read it. Was like, oh damn. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's not right. I don't think he had this in mind. No, I didn't think this was probably not. But that's but, the good thing. Well, like right? you said, people Cole, jump on there. What you said, Colby, about how it hasn't worked before, and I bet you he was just sending out a tweet because, hey, this is my side. This yeah. is what I think about coaching in the NHL, and then now people are starting to actually listen, which I think is good. Hey, like I said before, hold yourself accountable. Whether it's ten years ago, twenty years ago, two days ago. Yep. Um, that being said, there's you know, I think. I personally think if Peters had an apology, had an actual apology uh, as opposed to whatever he gave, <laughs> right. I think there should have been a series of events, of possible events where he keeps his job. But mm-hmm. I understand that Calgary is a multi-million dollar uh, business and it is not worth any amount of money to have that that person as your head coach. But, you know, as long as people can... I don't know. I I don't I don't want to get into it too much. But as long as people can actually understand that what they did was wrong, right? Um, and still have some repercussions towards them. But you know, because like you said, like people are just going to get buried. Yeah. Well, and it's up to Peters now. Like I mean, if Peters wants to make a difference and he wants to do something about what he's done, he has the opportunity. Like now is your chance. Exactly. If you're yeah. if you want to be. If you want to be the face of a good story, now's your opportunity because you're not going to have work for a while. Mm-hmm. So, so you might as well get on the uh, on, on the train of doing something good and try and reverse the bullshit that you did before. Yeah, and you might as well turn yourself back into being a good person instead of being a piece of shit because that's essentially what it is. Like, let's face it. The goal is that it turns it almost to like a Kevin Pillar situation with the Blue Jays a few years back where he he said a, yeah. a term, a, a slur, and it was caught on camera. He apologized for it and then he became the face of, of movement uh, both in Toronto and in San Francisco for... Um, I guess it's LGBTQ, yep. uh, you know, the communities down there. So a similar situation in that sense. And uh, that's the goal is that, like you said, Lance, like he becomes the face of a positive movement in that aspect. So Yep, 100%. How about Ivan Provorov? <laughs> How about the kid? Oh, my God. Um, Good for him. That was, was that last night's goal, I believe? Yep. Um, beauty to end that game in overtime. Another overtime goal was uh, Pasternak on Thanksgiving Thursday down in the States. Does he have 100 goals yet? Uh, I just got a notification. He's at 25 now. That's a lot. He's just close. Got, close and, to 100. Uh, That's a lot. Damn. Um, yeah, the Bruins are, as always, they're 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 not tops in the East because point-wise, the Capitals are still tops. They've played more games in Boston. Mm-hmm. and uh, so, But the Bruins are still cooking, as always. The Red Wings still suck. I think they're down to like... <laughs> I think they're double yeah, they're digit still not losing good. streak. Have they got good. Yaroslav Askarov yet? <laughs> no, fuck off with Yaroslav Askarov. Um, Get out of here, man. With Yaroslav Askarov. Dude, he catches right so good. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Ranton is back with the Avs, which was uh, a nice surprise. 19 games he missed there for Colorado. And then he put up like four points. I think he did. Return, I, don't, I know McKinnon had a four-point game, and then Ranton had a four-point game, and McCar- McCarr's had eight goals already as a defenseman. They're going to win the West, I'm calling it. Yeah? They're going to win the Damn. West. Well, well out of, go sorry, the I'll say out of the, uh, out of the regular season. I don't know if they'll make the cup final, but okay. they'll... Uh, that, yeah, they got everything they need to be a, a good regular season team. They're, How good is that Kadri move? Like, my God. Yeah. Like, just looking at it just because, like, the Flames wanted Kadri Mm -hmm. and, like, just to see what he brings to Colorado. Like, I I couldn't imagine him being in a Flames jersey. That would be be nice to see. 
as Flame fan. I hundred percent uh, add that second line depth. Like this is this is the role for him. I don't think he's ever been a top line dude. Like he he was in one instance in Toronto, maybe. But yeah, like no. this is the perfect role for him to be. Mm-hmm. A, he's still a top six guy, can play power play. But we'll see if it, he keeps it together in the playoffs. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's don't, the biggest. Don't thing. go ape shit over somebody. But well, he um, might. He might. It's um, possible. But yeah, I agree with you. Like th- this team is dangerous, and mm-hmm. they are set up for years to come with the way they've drafted and their contract situation. McKinnon is probably on one of the best deals in the entire league uh, mm-hmm. for a few more seasons. And yeah, they just paid uh, Rantanen himself, so he's there long term. Landeskog captain still there. They got McCarr on the rookie deal. Uh, Grubauer, he's been steady. And uh, you know yeah, he's the, a guy. I like him. Yeah, but I do. Jordan Bennington was a guy last year. He was too. a fourth guy. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, but we can't just always say, "Oh, well, Jordan Jordan Bennington was a guy." That was like diamond in the rough. That was one in a million, right? right. Like you're not gonna like if you're a team that's banking on going down to your fourth stringer and then him turning into what he is. Like the the Senators almost had that with. Like Andrew Hammond back mm, in the day. Hamburg. The hamburglar. <laughs> yeah. Back when Lazar was out there and then he was eating cheeseburgers off the ice. I wish I could be one of those guys eating a hamburger off the ice. Right? That'd be good. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, I don't care how cold it is. I'm crushing that. <laughs> yeah, you love a good burger. Oh, but Preferably a five guys thrown over the glass. <laughs> Two patties for sure. Two patties! Um, Marshawn's comments last night about the spotter. He got, I guess he got taken out of the game for concussion protocol and he had some words to say saying that these spotters eat uh, pizza and cheeseburgers. And they got to watch the game more. Yeah. And then he retracted that on Twitter. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't really care. That's cool. I, Mar- Marshan just does whatever he wants. He, he beats to his own drum. He sure does. Um, to the hardcore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did yeah. that one just for you. I like um, that one. That's my favorite one. The uh, Los Angeles Lakers, they were cruising. They lost their 10-game uh, losing streak this afternoon to Ten-game the Dallas. Streak? Did I say losing streak? Yep. Mm. Damn it. Winning streak. I suck. Over. Dallas Mavericks beat him. Yeah. Uh, Luka Doncic, your MVP, Corey, took him to yep. town. Almost, what, was it one, was it one rebound? I think or it was one, one rebound. Shot? I think it was one rebound. Yeah, of a, of a triple-double anyway. The um, dude averaged a triple-double really over the month of November. So he's That's just keeping okay. up with what he's been doing. So it's incredible player. Yeah. He changes his shoes a lot. Does he? Yeah. Oh, I would too, though. Yeah. I don't know. They were playing in those... That. Um, they were playing in those city uniforms. Yep. Yeah. See any highlights of those? Uh, any thoughts on those like Looney Tune style font jerseys? The one that and they said Mavs, right? They say Mavs on. Yeah. It. They're, They're like pretty okay. Bright green. I I like them. I know Steve Ball does upstairs too. But, yeah. Uh, a lot of people have been shitting on them. Yeah. They're yeah. fine. They're, yeah. Basketball has like a million jerseys. They they really mm-hmm. do. They, they need don't to cut back. They don't have home away and alternate jerseys anymore, no. do they? They're called something different, right? <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> they, city jerseys. They yes. have they have like a jersey for every game. They have a new one, basically. Feels like they have like they spend so much money on jerseys. It's too much. Yeah, I can't deal. Corey's looking it up. Uh, the <laughs> Raptors took care of business today against Taking the Utah Jazz. Yeah, they won by twenty. Uh, big news: Ibaka's back from his uh, sprained ankle. Uh, uh, Lowry expected back sometime this week. So yeah, we saw a, uh, a an NBA Finals warm up because those two teams are going to be in the NBA Finals. That's right. Year. Yeah, Jazz and Raptors. Game one. Yeah, June first. That Get was not much of a game. I think no. the first half, what Utah had like all of 30-some points. Yeah, they were up 40 really bad, at halftime, yeah. and uh, they kind of got back into the game. They only lost by 20. 
So that's a, a positive. But Siakam was cooking. Yeah. First, uh, I don't know if it was the first quarter or the first half. He obviously had he had twenty seven at half. I think he had nineteen the first quarter. He was just lighting them up. So yeah, he's good. He's uh, really good. It, it's amazing this Raptors team's winning without all these injuries. Um, we've talked about it in previous weeks, but now they're getting healthier and they got to be chasing down these Milwaukee Bucks who have won eleven straight. And I still uh, don't know what to make of them. The Bucks or the Raptors? The Bucks. Just don't know. Yeah. Like they, well, they lose Brogdon and they've been haven't missed a beat. But I feel like that's going to show up at some point. Yeah, like that's that's my biggest thing. And they don't have Middleton right now. That's true. They don't have Middleton. That's crazy. But I still don't know. Like I, I just don't know that they're Jesus. You fucking okay there? That was Gosh. a big uh, crunch there. Sorry, Stone Cold Steve Austin over yeah, there in the other booth. Steve Austin, some icy mountain water. Icy mountain water. It's icy. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, just the Bucks, like, they, uh, you like that one? The Bucks just, uh, I, I just can't believe in them. I just, I don't know why. I just, I can't. Well, you obviously don't because you didn't pick them for the finals. Well, no. And right. neither did I, and neither did Corey. Go yeah. Raps. There you go. Go Raps. Go Raps. Go Sixers. Oof. Why not? Fraud. Embiid had a great uh, weekend as well. The team's a joke. Uh, Ben Simmons can hit a three now, boys. It doesn't matter. One three-pointer. That team you walks around like they're the best dollars. team to ever play basketball. And yeah. they're not. Yeah, they're hot shit. I know that, but... It needs to stop. They're they're doing okay. Harden went for 60 points last night in three quarters. Imagine he can he, walk around and think what he wants to do. What if he went for four quarters? He would have had. He would have been going for Kobe's record. 80. 80. Going for Kobe's Math. record. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, <laughs> Math. Attaboy. Hey. When will somebody hey, break <laughs> Kobe's record? Is it going to happen? It's, well... Mm, it's got to be a close game. That's the problem because with the Lakers in 2001, like they were, no, 2000, it wasn't 2001, 2006, somewhere around there. If you're looking for a lifeline, you ain't going to uh, get I'm it over looking, here. I, I'm not looking at Corey because that's not his <laughs> help, but I'm, um, anyways. Yeah, fuck you, Corey. <laughs> they, were, they were down in the fourth quarter. I know that much. And they, Kobe actually had to play the fourth in order to get them a win. But was it going to be a situation where people need to play the fourth when you're scoring that many points. Like, I don't know. Is it going to happen? I feel in this day and age, it's got to happen sooner rather than later. Eventually. Eventually it will where one coach Can it go for 100? one will just be like, yeah, let's do it. I don't know. Can you break Wilt's record? Probably not. That'd be impressive. Well, and I was at drop-in the other week. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I put up 13 threes in the first two yeah. quarters. And yeah. Coach gave me the rest of the game off. Nice. So, yeah. Basically, you, you never really know what's going to happen. Your dropping game has a coach. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Where are you playing at, dude? The Y. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. I never see you there. Well, I have my own gym. Oh. Shit. What are we oh, talking about? Yeah. Harden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. they should make five quarter basketball games. They should take a quarter from the NFL. <laughs> What? They do yeah, four too, bro. I agree. They should exactly. take the NFL Give, down to three quarters. Like, so the NBA Broncos will start winning. Broncos can start winning. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Be great. Um, John Morant is week to week with a back spasms. That's what they categorize that at. Yeah, uh, he's... Those suck. He's probably right now rookie of the year favorite, but now ja. being out week to week. Jaw. Jaw. Yeah. Uh, until Zion comes back right around Christmas time, then we'll see if that's enough games for Zion to make a Rookie of the Year run. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. And we talked if about the Zion Bucks. wins Rookie of the Year by playing half the season, the NBA is a joke. I'm just going to put that out there. 
I, you I can't agree. win rookie of the year and play half a year. <laughs> how, how many Good games do you need to play? Cause <laughs> Good job. They're saying that if he comes back at his expected time on, he plays about 55 games. Is that enough for you? And 55? assuming he's going to play every game. I guess so. Yeah, no, it's not. 55 is not enough. So no. you're saying he's he's out? Yeah. Okay. Should be. All right. Should well. be. But, I mean, the NBA just wants to market their stars. And it wouldn't be a good look if Zion didn't That's not win true. Rookie of the Year. Really? That's not true. Because really? Uh, really? Malcolm Brogdon won. Really? Malcolm Brogdon won a Rookie of the Year, I think, over Ben Simmons. Yeah, because Ben Simmons couldn't make a three. You said it. Ben Simmons was an all-star. Still. I, I may be overstepping myself, but they, let me just see. The NBA loves to market their stars. But wouldn't you want to market a guy that nobody knows? and Because Zion's going to bring his own popularity. I don't disagree. So why wouldn't you... Well, who's who's doing good now? Who the good guy now? No, sorry. Oh, who's the good he rookie He beat right out now? Embiid. Yeah, I don't know. He I'm beat not. out Embiid for that award in 17. Okay, so that was once. Do I care? No. Em- Embiid's in a it's song. Still, it's still... F- but Embiid's a star. Brogdon's that not was, a star. Okay, so that's one instance. Embiid. Embiid also did not play. He How many played? Embiid's a singer. He's in a song. What did he sing? He's in that... Um, the new Earth, Halsey song? Earth song by <laughs> new Lil Dicky. Oh, he's not in the new Halsey anyways, song? Anyways, anyways. No, the NBA just likes to market their stars. They do, but so it not, wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Zion wins him or wins Rookie of the Year. John Morant could be a star too, though. You don't know. Ja. No, yeah, he could be. Yeah. He, I mean, he was really good in college. What about Canadian boy R.J. Barrett? He already looks dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he hates his life playing and playing for the Knicks, which is why I said when he got drafted there that I wish he didn't go to the Knicks. Of course, yeah. Like every press conference I've ever seen R.J. Barrett in, he looks like he just wants to leave. Yeah. I mean, if you don't believe me, look it up. Yeah. Like he hates everything. Poor guy. Um, I guess I didn't even write this down, but big uh, Canadian basketball news. We were talking about that, Lance, over the summer, how mm-hmm. there was only two NBA players that went to the World Cup of Basketball for Canada, uh, Corey Joseph and Ken Birch. Got three confirmed for next summer in Victoria. Uh, we got... Oh my goodness! Jamal Murray mm-hmm. was the first one to China, sign That's on a big board. One. That is a big one. Shea Gilgis Alexander from the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's mm-hmm. a slightly and then his, big one. And then yep. his cousin Nikhil Alexander Walker. Yep. From the Pelicans, I believe he's on. So three confirmed already. Um, if they actually come. Yes, I mean, get, you know everything considering. I, w- I mean, you can confirm to me in November you're going to go do something in the summer. I don't. Meh. Okay. Jamal Murray is cool because like. He's actually taking on a leadership role, and um, Basketball Canada's said as much. Yeah, but I I, I take everything else with a grain of salt because I don't. I guess so. I mean, it's just it's something to hang your hat on as a Canadian basketball fan to have. There was no word like everyone was dropping like flies last summer. Yeah, and they all said they were going, and then they didn't. Uh, they did all they, said that they were going to go. They? I don't they were all, that. Everyone was talking about how. Oh my god! Yeah, they're all gonna. We're gonna be seeing so many guys, and then. In a span of a week, everyone dropped out. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Well, I guess it wasn't a major point. I, well, no, I just shouldn't have brought it up. There's, no, it's it's no negative land over here. But it's <laughs> just well, why why would you be positive about Canada basketball? What have they done to make you feel positive? Nothing. No, I agree. That's, that's where I'm at. I agree. I, but <laughs> you got to take some solace. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm happy Jamal Murray because he seems committed. Yes. But everyone else is whatever till they go. Because they wouldn't uh, get paid for that, right? No. It's just to go to the Olympics? Yes. That's right. So, And it's in Victoria, the they so will, it's like... Hey. Well, no, it's, I'm just saying that's an easier reason for them to go. 
They ah, absolutely yes. should. Yeah. Because yes. the fans are going to be there. And if the fans are there, then the sponsorships might be there. And if sponsorships are there, it might lead their agents to tell them, hey, go to this tournament. You might get something after the fact yep. in terms mm-hmm. of sponsorship. It all kind of blends together. And that's what we talked about uh, over the summer. So hopefully we'll see. I got That's in June. So June in Victoria. Yeah. That's nice weather. We're going to Victoria holy, in June. Holy hell. We got to upgrade our, uh, our equipment. Take yeah. this show on the road. That would be sick. I, uh, Who, whose vehicle are we taking? We're not taking Lance's Corey's. truck. Mine. We'll go. That's yeah. near my hometown. It's three yeah. hours away. Okay. I didn't. We're going. I guess we're, we're learning new things. Island. Where's hometown for Corey? Campbell River. Three Cam- hours. North oh, I. Sh- Victoria. Dumb. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Should have known this. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Now who's negative? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've said I'm an idiot twice on this podcast. You have so. actually. God damn. Is everything okay? <sighs> I'm fine. Hold on. Let's just take a break. No. Let's just take a quick break. This this break is brought to you by Icy Mountain Water. It's icy. They they didn't actually pay us. We're just drinking Icy Mountain Water. Yeah. Um, How's life? Is everything okay, Colby? <laughs> yeah, life's good. Are you sure? Absolutely, man. Hey, man. Yeah. Like, you're you all right? You want to talk? No, I'm good. No? Hey. Yeah. You got the platform to talk. Yeah. We, we do, yeah. yeah. If you want to get whatever's off your chest, now's to do it. Um... I'm mad about my cookies from earlier, so... Yeah, did you ever get uh, an update on that yet? Yep, they're in the oven. Oof. Oh, good. Well, they'll be another anyway. half an hour away, so... <laughs> How do you feel about that, Corey? I'm good. Wrapping up that uh, Canada basketball talk, oh. I feel like a little... Would it be a little bit of a, a domino effect? I don't know basketball, but I know if I was a good basketball player, which I am, uh, yeah. I know that I'd want yeah. uh, some good players to play with. Right. So do you think that Jamal Murray... Because would you? Is it arguable that... Jamal Murray's the best Canadian basketball player in the world right now? Probably. Yeah. That's so what you mean. see him, it's like, well, I want to play with him. Right. Whereas if he's not committing, then it's like, well, I don't want to go play with Kelly Olynyk. Right. Right? Like That's exactly the reason what happened last year. Like when one dropped, they all dropped. They all dropped. So and then Kelly Olynyk literally dropped. He legit dropped. He, he got hurt <laughs> yeah. in a pre-tournament game and yeah. couldn't make it. So he was one of the loyal ones. And there's been some loyal... Him and Corey Joseph always have, right? And Tristan Thompson's mm-hmm. been there in years yeah. past. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they got uh, all the college and European guys. For a long time, it was Joel Anthony was there for years. Joel Anthony. Joel Anthony. Yeah, he did lay groundwork. He, he did. So I agree with you, Corey. Like, the, the name, they need the names. And the, yeah. the other big one is Andrew Wiggins. And we've talked about that on the summer. Like, yep. he's been the biggest joke of a Canadian basketball player of all time, I'd say. Like, even worse. Probably like, damn close. Back to, like, the Nash days. Like, it's just, like... At the one time, he was the best basketball player. I couldn't. I don't think you could say that now. I think Jamal Murray's passed him, but mm-hmm. he is a fantastic player, and he could dominate a tournament like this, where he could be the guy to score on a Canadian team. And uh, I hope he makes this decision to join up. Like this would be the perfect time. That'd be cool. Because at the Olympic, on the Olympic level, you take all the nations. Where do you think Canada stacks up? Like it's, it's probably. A lot better if everybody goes right. If everyone like, we're goes, not a joke. They're a, sec- they're yeah. a silver place. Like they could win second behind the Americans. Yeah, yeah. Well, they probably don't could. count out your boys from Lithuania, but like oh, also, yeah. Well, in the tournament right. that they have to face, they have to win outright the tournament in June Victoria. in Victoria, and they face the likes of Greece, which has Giannis, uh, yep. Czech Republic's in there, they're um, which they're they got some depth. It's not an easy tournament by by any means, but they don't face like an American side right. or a Lithuania or uh, even an Argentina back in the day. Like they were super good. Spain. This is, this is the last chance for them to this get This is the very last chance. Yeah. Oof. Because if they win this in June, they got to go in July to Tokyo. Like they're there. Yeah. So. Olympics are almost here. Yeah. We'll be talking a lot. Holy. Brian Williams on your TV every single day. Cannot wait. Yeah. Right? Right. No? 
Huh? You don't like that? Huh? I know it was in my TV screen. Yeah. yeah. NFL Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. That's a Sunday, good one. Sunday. That's a good one. Cheers um, to you, Colby. Thank you, sir. That was a good one. The uh, Some of my icy mountain water. The Washingtonians took it to Carolina this week. Uh, yeah. They were probably like the number one defense picked up on uh, fantasy football facing this supposedly bad Redskins offense. Right. And uh, they got crushed. <laughs> the uh, the yep. likes of Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson ran for like 240 yards on them today, and they lost. So that sucks. Oof. Uh, the Bengals get their first win. We got no more winless teams. Too bad. Is that the right winless? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yep. I thought I, was, I had to second guess myself. Andy Dalton came back and he did. led him to victory. <laughs> so he gets benched the for Red Rocket. two weeks, I think. Yep. They're like, enough of you, Finley. You suck. Like, we expected you <laughs> like, to. And <laughs> they go back to Red Rocket. How you feel if you were Dalton? I know. I thought about this today. Because like that other, like, who would you say? Ryan Finley. He's... The the first thing I think of when I hear Finley is the guy that uh, fought in the WWE with Hornswoggle. Oh my goodness, that's, that's what a I, great that's call. who I think of when I think of Finley. That's a great oh. call with the uh, the little mallet. Yeah, he used to crush underneath people's yeah. knees. Yeah, I a, haven't. Ah oh man, I gotta um, go back and watch some Hornswoggle matches. Hornswoggle. Dude, I got WWE 2008 SmackDown vs Raw. We could 2K play. 8? Oh, oh, it probably wasn't even 2K yet. No, I don't no, think it, it was 2008, but I remember Finley was on that. Did it have like uh, Batista and John Cena on the cover? 2008. Oh, no, the Undertaker a, was on it. Un- right. The Undertaker oh. was on it. I was this say the th- first year of ECW as well? Yes, yes, it yes, one? it was. It had probably had Bobby Lashley on it. Yeah, you could play Bobby the Bobby Lashley. You could play the. Uh, I'm so excited for the GM it. mode. Oh, and if you yeah. choose ECW, you could only do like two matches because yeah. they had like eight <laughs> superstars. That's a good point. <laughs> Oh, I'm just I'm, I'm looking up now WWE. Oh yeah, it's video C- games back in the day. Cena, yeah. Undertaker, and Lashley. They're all right. The cover. I was so right. Oh, the cover, I remember yeah. playing WWF Attitude on the N64. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and WWF No Mercy. No Mercy. I that was no a good Mercy. One. No Mercy was a that was a hardcore game. I remember No Mercy pay per view. It was JBL versus the Undertaker. And he got last rided through the um, his limo. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I remember that too. I also remember a buried alive match between Undertaker and I think it was Kurt Angle. Don't, it wasn't a No Sounds Mercy, right. but it was a, I think it was a No Way Out pay-per-view. Oh, Anyways, oh classic No Way Out. So we got to watch a WWE pay-per-view. Yeah, we do need do. to have a watch right, party. Let's do it. I think, is the, when's the next one? I, I don't, don't know. know. Is it like Elimination Chamber coming up? Because they do them I, on Sundays, right? Yeah. yeah. We could just have it on. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> live commentary. We'll stream right there on your laptop. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, we're we're proper funny. that way. Sorry. That would be so funny. Okay. Anyways, that was good talk. But we could just set up at Corey's place and just fire up the... Uh, Fire up a pay per view and just do a Facebook Live the entire time. <laughs> Easy, yeah. that would be dope. Yeah, I'll have some cookies ready and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to go buy more. <laughs> uh, anyway. Derek Henry ran all over the. Who did they play with? Oh my goodness, Titans played somebody. I think it was the Jets. I don't remember. I don't uh, watch Titans Colts. games. Was it the Colts? Oh, oh, that Titans right. Colts. That sounds, that sounds right. right. That's so terrible. Hey. Uh, they're five and one with Tannehill as a starter, so. And he's without a contract, I heard, uh, for next year. So I wonder if they re-sign him. That could be interesting if they make a playoff push. That'd be because they're close now to the playoffs. Well, they're right behind the Texans, who played tonight against the Patriots. So they were leading last. I saw. Too. Were they too? The Texans were. They're at home tonight. So that's an interesting one. Probably the game of the week: Ravens and 49ers. Definitely the game. Uh, of the week. They had some pretty bad weather in Baltimore, but yeah. Justin Tucker kicked a 49-yard field goal to win it. So both teams go to 10 and two. 
And uh, the Ravens are right behind the Patriots in the AFC. Patriots are losing 21 to 9 at Whoa. the end of the third quarter. Yes, go Texans. Wow. Yes, Texans. <laughs> um, so, Texans any good? The 49ers. In the heart of oh. Texas. Texas? Yes. Texans are, they're an interesting team because they can go through such highs and then they get, excuse me, they get crushed by the Ravens like 41 to 9 at home. Like it was bad. Huh. Why did they ever trade Jadavian Clowney? Why Good question. Well, and they could have needed him because Watt goes out again with an injury. Yeah, a couple, couple weeks. I ago. mean, obviously, you wouldn't have known that he was going to go down. No, but I, I was always wondering why did they move him in the first place. I think it was a cap issue. Oh, really? I think it's got to be. Could have been because uh, you're right. He's a talent. And I don't know why you get rid of him, but no. The what are we at? Nick Foles came back Trash. last week, but then he got benched this week. Good he sucks for Gardner. Well, he got benched like midway through, right? Yes, he did. Uh, halftime yeah he threw for like 100 yards and fumbled <laughs> twice and they were down huge against Tampa Bay and uh, they still lost but they uh, but like the Buccaneers D can be good when they want to be good that's the weird thing yeah, it was 25 nothing at halftime seven's really good they are yeah and, and then when Winston doesn't throw five picks yeah and they, uh, they get Barber rushed for a couple TDs today yeah too. they uh, Ronald Jones got snaked for a couple touchdowns yep. OJ Howard came to life uh, yeah. and uh, that's go Bucks. yeah there you go Go box, um, right, Go OJ. <laughs> <laughs> like orange juice? Let the juice loose. Mm. Orange juice or apple juice? Mm. Orange. I'm orange. I'm an apple guy. I used what to love apple, and then I got sick <laughs> off of apple, so I got turned off of it. Really? Yeah. You drank so much apple juice that you got sick. Legit out the nostril. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's gross. Um, the Dolphins beat the Eagles. I had to text our buddy Steve Ball after this one and said, Oof. rip to you, dude. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as rip. an Eagles fan, you can't lose that game. That's I've that, been saying Wentz that the was, Dolphins are playing better football. Wentz was good in this one, and they still lost. He threw for three touchdowns, and yeah. Sanders was good. And they actually threw, like, they threw touchdowns for the first time in week six. Like, that was their last multiple touchdown game, and they still lost. I can't remember what the rest of the schedule is. It's magic, man. It's real. It's real. The rest of the Eagles schedule is really good, though. They do. Giants twice, Washington, and Dallas. It helps that Cowboys lost on Thursday to the Bills. That's got to help their schedule. So, you're yeah. right. It, it could come down to that week 17 once again in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, you, good. you hope for that, I guess. The what are we at? Packers also another like snowmageddon type atmosphere in Green Bay. Yeah, no, it was in the Meadowlands. Yeah, it was in the Meadowlands, but it looked like it was in Green it, Bay. It legit, it legit did. Um, they Rogers threw for four touchdowns. Yep. Great to see. And uh, Devontae Adams had two of them. So fantasy owners, you're probably happy about that one. Yeah, you and me both. Oh, buddy, because we we only have the Packers yeah. offense. And uh, Aaron That's Jones is not good. Yeah, but no, he was trash. It's a little side story. A uh, couple more here. Jared Goff finally got on the board, quote unquote. He threw for 400 yards and f- uh, no, didn't put a touchdown total down there. Rams nope. crushed the Cardinals. Kyler Murray was uh, questionable heading into the game, had a knee injury or a hamstring, and uh, he he did play, but they obviously did not uh, stack up well against the Rams, who were obviously they were running with Gurley more, which set up the pass, and it just opened things up for I Goff. I didn't know Gurley has nine touchdowns this year. He's getting some goal line work. Him and, I mean, Brown, uh, the backup there, he's got four or five of his own. So they're mm-hmm. they're scoring from in close if they mm-hmm. can get down there. Robert Woods, he's been, like, super unlucky in the touchdown category. Yep. It is, like, he had 172 yards today, but no touchdown. Yep. So you got to... Got to tip your hat to that performance. And Drew Locke, you, you brought it up, Corey. Denver won a game late. Hey. 
<laughs> I knew it. You're a big you're a big Broncos guy, right? You're a big Drew Locke dude. Yeah. You're a locker. <laughs> Love Drew Locke. Go, go Broncos. Uh, McManus yeah. was like kicking that, lights huh? out for the Broncos. That's our your NFL roundup for NFL Sunday. So Woo! Finally. Uh <laughs> MLB, did you I guys see? No, I haven't seen. You didn't those. see this story. No. So, um, Trevor Bauer, pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. This is the only thing I got. Cincinnati Reds. Now, so let's keep in mind Holy that this shit, is shit. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> Number three mess up today. <laughs> well, he was with Cleveland for a long time, oh. and then he threw the ball over center field, and then he got traded. Sorry, essentially. Yeah. What do you have to say? <laughs> this is the same guy that uh, had a drone the accident. Drone. This is the same dude back in the ALCS. I love for the Trevor Bauer. Oh, what a. He's so what a, happened he's here? Keeping baseball interesting. He's an interesting cat. So he has a three hundred thousand dollar McLaren sports car. As you as, as you, you do. Yeah. Well, um, he's he's storing it in a I guess a garage that's just off of a highway in I don't know where. I didn't even see this story. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> no. Basically, Thanksgiving Thursday, someone is driving down the highway. I think it's like a big semi, and they blow a tire on the highway. Right. Tire bounces off the highway <laughs> right down to the parking garage where he is stored and breaks through the window and lands right on his $300,000 McLaren. Oh, my God. He wasn't even driving it. It was parked, but a blown tire <laughs> from a highway adjacent to a parking garage destroyed his car. Man, I like Trevor Bauer. That's quite a story. Yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, it just reminds me how much, like, I genuinely like Trevor Bauer. Just because uh, he's such an animal. Well, and there's you need some personality in this game. So yeah, it's interesting for and sure. He has nothing but, but that's that's unlucky. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Smash. Yeah. There goes your car. Well, he's one of those sports because he has his own little podcast. Oh, not podcast, but he has his own little YouTube channel where he right. interviews some players, and he just seems one of those, like one of those outgoing uh, sports guys. You know, the the Pat McAfee's of the world, mm-hmm. and the the uh, he's really Bisson- smart too. Paul Bissonnette's of the world. Yeah, and like he's like he's really smart. He doesn't give a shit about anything though, too. No, that's part of his attitude. But I've seen Which, him talk like at schools and stuff about spin rates and different types of baseballs that he's used, and just a lot of math involved into the seams of a baseball and okay. weird shit like that. But he's just a really smart guy, and I really like Trevor Bauer. All right, so can we expect uh, first guy. round draft pick from him next year? For you, fantasy fantasy oh, baseball God. dude. Yeah, yeah. He, he he should be in your first. If he goes to the third round in any league, then your league's terrible. There you go. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Fantasy Trevor advice. Bauer should be at least a top two round pick. Skip in Cincinnati of all places. Yeah. He, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> now you do. Five minutes ago. <laughs> um, that's okay. That's about wraps it up for me. Anything you guys want to uh, join in here before we wrap it up? No. Eh? Eh? Eh. Corey, you got anything? Nope. Um, Teddy Bear Toss was fun. Yep. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Good to that see you. That was fun. Good to see the teddies there on the ice. So, yep. All going towards a great cause as well. Yep. Are uh, you going on the uh, on the hospital drop-off? Yeah. When is that? When is that? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, great. Okay, so look for the uh, the social media, Messinat Tigers. You'll see some uh, some pictures at least, and we'll maybe later on this too. week they'll be... Yeah, we'll, we'll share it. Absolutely. We should probably do that. Yep. Because we're... We're team members. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. We support you, Corey. Thanks, man. I've been a, uh, a Facebook top fan of the Messinat Tigers for like a month now. Whoa, yeah. hey, really? Whoa. Huh. Congrats, man. Big time stuff. That's cool. I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> <laughs> Big time stuff. 
Um, thank you so much for <laughs> listening and finding us tonight. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash on the board podcast on Twitter at on the board and, uh, stay tuned because we have some bonus content coming over the Christmas break. We have, uh, two more weeks where we're going to be here in the studio live and then, uh, two weeks over Christmas break where we're going to have some bonus content, some stuff that we have never done before. Uh, some fun stuff. So stay tuned for that for Lance Dahl. Corey Bacoskas, Colby McKee, signing off. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to On the Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on the board podcast. Yes. Yes.